You're listening to Should Have Been a Cowgirl with Jenna Heideman on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Howdy, howdy. Welcome back. Should Have Been a Cowgirl. My name is Jenna. We're back with you. Did you do any uh, kickboxing this week? I did. Did you make anybody quit? No. No, everybody stayed. I think they maybe had some people sign up. Okay. You know. Have you ever done Orange Theory? No. Are you a member? No, because I think it's... I don't know. I, I am weird when I see people that pay an exponential amount of money for like to go to like a cycling class or like just to do cardio equipment because it's so expensive it's as so opposed expensive. to just like going and joining a, a normal gym. a Peloton. Yeah, because it's like... Which is also expensive, but you think, you know... Yeah, Peloton's expensive, but you can go and get just like a, you know, a treadmill and keep it at home or you can do like... You can go to Planet Fitness, which I don't advocate for because I have my whole beef with Planet Fitness. But oh, my gosh. I have a whole thing on Planet Fitness. But anyway, like you can just go join a gym for like $10 a month or $20 yeah, but a like, month. Do they enjoy like the aesthetics and the vibe? Probably not, but I think $150 versus $10 a month, I think I'll just... That is true, but I will say for me... For me, I'm cheap. For me, it's like I have to pay for a gym membership in order to go if i'm not paying i'll be like oh well like oh, i don't really have to go this week but if i'm paying i'm calculating how much each class costs at the end of the month like right. okay i had to go at least 25 times to make each class only 10 dollars. right or it wouldn't be worth it see i know somebody and i won't say who they are on air because they might be listening they have a gym membership as i understand it at the ymca Okay. And apparently, if you cancel at the YMCA, you have to go in person, allegedly. Oh my gosh, it's like an episode of Friends. Okay, they have not canceled so they their just membership, and they never have been one time. And the Y is like 60 or I mean, $70 yeah, dollars a month. Yeah, it depend- yeah, it's up there. So Which, for some people, that's really not nice motivating. We have here in Nashville. But yes. they, yeah, they need to go cancel that. Are you watching anything good right now on the, the programs? Uh, the I'm, TV programs? I'm not. Amanda is. I All right, what's she watching? <laughs> Apparently, she's got this new show right now called Revenge. Oh, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it seems like something that'd be right up your alley. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. It's some show that she's into. I wish she was here so she could tell you more <laughs> about it. I don't get to control the TV in my house. See, when I was growing up, my dad was the one who controlled the TV, like, fiercely. Like, my mom would, like, sneak in and watch Lifetime or some oh, yeah. daytime Hallmark, you know? soap operas whenever he wasn't home. But, like, when he came home, everybody knew, don't even ask. He's going to turn on Andy Griffith or MASH or whatever and he wants to watch. that's what's on. And that's what it was. And so I thought, you know, one day I'm going to grow up. And I'm going to get my own house, and then I'm going to get to watch what I want on TV. <laughs> and then Amanda comes in and says the exact same thing my dad used to, which is, you know we ain't watching this crap, because she does not like oh to watch gosh. the things I like, which most people don't. Because I watch uh, a lot of history stuff, and most oh, people like don't documentaries. care. So does my boyfriend Joey, and so if I'm not with him, he's always watching a new documentary, and I go over there, and I'm like, let's watch rom-coms, and... Yep. Sex in the city. Amanda is the same way. <laughs> this past week, we went to dinner with uh, Kimberly Kelly and Brett Tyler. Oh, awesome! And apparently, Brett Tyler is like really big into history stuff. So you guys need to. We sit were like down watch some programs together. Yeah, he told me about this like PBS Ken Burns documentary oh, they did Joey's on Benjamin. Oh, Joey's seen that too. Benjamin Franklin, they did. So yeah, yeah, Ken Burns is in a lot of 
He does done a lot of stuff. I think Joe. That's like Joey's number one is the Ken Burns stuff. Yeah, I mean the guy's so good. They named if you've ever like messed with iMovie, the little effect where you can move in on pictures. They call it Ken Burns. What? Because it's it's his effect. Because that's what. Oh my you, gosh. Anybody who's ever used iMovie, if you see it, it says Ken Burns. That's that's the reason that was the effect that that he was that he was known for. Did you do anything fun this week? Um, this week not really. Um, I did. My older sister had a baby. What? And so I'm a first-time aunt. Congratulations. A little boy named Kip Russell. He's a little monster. I don't do well with newborns or babies, but he's so cute. So I'm an auntie officially. I'm excited for like four, five, six months from now when he's a little more like... Are you the kind of person that is scared to hold a baby? Okay, because I'm the same way. I don't know what to do with them. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to like their head. They don't want to cry. Like... They seem so fragile, and I know they're probably not. Like, if you ever, like, watch a TikTok or reel on a kids and, like, dogs are hitting them and they're falling down, they're just bouncing right back up. Right. But, yeah, I'm not a, not, not a baby person. Yeah. My brother, he has three daughters now, but the youngest one is, is still an infant. And so I saw her yesterday, and I, I, I didn't even hold her yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I like, won't pick him up. Like, I want Kaylee to, like, you know, I'm getting, like, the, what do you call that, a boppy? I'm putting mm. the boppy in the... Put set baby down and pick baby up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm terrified of it. Amanda's great with children. She babysits even on Mondays, oh so gosh. she's like getting all that practice in. I guess if we ever have well, kids later, I think like once they're like nine months old, I have a friend with a baby in out in Bradford, Tennessee, right near your home. That's near. That's West Tennessee. Um, and her baby last time I saw him was nine months, and that feels like a pretty like all right. I feel com- confident holding you. You can hold up your own head. You can maybe crawl by now. Right. Like we're good. Right. Well, luckily, we won't be doing any babysitting on the show today. <laughs> we do have Zach Neal all the way from Canada originally and now down here in Nashville. Going to play us some cool stuff and talk to us. And Jenna's going to make us do Randy Travis trivia. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's going to go well. This trivia. guy's a really big Randy <laughs> Travis fan, and I am too, but I think he's he's he a bigger might one. I got you beat. He might have it. So stick around. Whole hour on Should Have Been a Cowgirl. Roll Radio 147, Sirius XM. You're listening to Should Have Been a Cowgirl with Jenna Heideman on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Welcome to the studio. We got Zach Neal here. And I met Zach in an airport. Yes, you did. <laughs> so I met him in the San Francisco, we were, L.A. It was uh, LAX, yep. but we were on the same flight from San Francisco. We were, and I, I noticed you because you were the only other person on that flight. I think either had like a camo hat on or a flag on your sleeve or something. And I was walking, I'm like, huh, I should have sat next to that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from San Francisco to L.A., camo kind of stands out. Yes. From what everybody and else. And you had a cowboy hat as well. Yes. So I was like. Huh, there was a middle seat open. I'm like, should I just sit there? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I met, met you at the airport. Yes, we met at the airport. We had wine and pizza with Cody Hibbard. That's that's right. Cody was there too. Did you just like single him out and be like, hey, you look like us. <laughs> so funny. You want to be friends? <laughs> I think you came up to us and said hi. We, yes. I, well, because I had actually seen Cody Cody get on the plane in San Francisco. Okay. Because same thing, he had a guitar. Right. You know, so, you know, musicians go, oh, guitar player, you know. And I saw him, but of course he sat down somewhere else. So I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Cody. Because we'd only met one time before uh, at the Texas Country Music Awards. Oh, yeah. Uh, a couple years back. Yep. 
and uh, and so I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Cody. And then when when we got off the plane in, at uh, LAX, you guys were both standing there, and and I think we were all looking for the connecting flight information, and and that was it. Yeah. So you're flying L.A. to San Francisco. We were flying San Francisco to L.A. to Nashville. Oh, okay. So what were you do- what were you doing in California? Period. Well, you were playing a show. Yes. Cody and I went out to visit YouTube. Visit you like, <laughs> like Silicon Valley YouTube. Yes. Yes. And you, Cody, Cody's you, been on the show before. Just so, just imagine the two of us never been to California. The two of us went together. It was a hoot. You went to visit YouTube. <laughs> yes. Like. I visit YouTube all the time on my TV or on my computer. We went on foot. I didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what were you? What were you doing for? You trying to like do a music video or? Cody so? was just. We're just mean with them. Cody played their little happy hour in their. That's cool. On I, their campus. I, I have really still never been to California, even though I've been to California four times. And what I mean by that is that I've had a layover in every oh my California airport. Yeah, I have never left an airport when I when I've been there. I had never been, and it was it was cool. We went to Alcatraz. I made I made Cody go the next day. We didn't realize how cold it was in May. It was so cold, and we got on one of those like I don't know, you call it a ferry, a boat, and they take you to the island. And it was like Cody and me, and then it's all these like kids trips. <laughs> okay, and I I just have to add to that because that was part of what was so funny about it when 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 we met up. Was that Cody was wearing this like sweatshirt? <laughs> yes, that he had to buy and, and, on the street. Yes, and 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 it was funny because I, I, you know, I didn't know Cody well, but I kind of had a pretty good idea that <laughs> this sweatshirt and him was kind of a strange combination. Uh, you know, it, 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 you know what I mean? Yes, I tried to get him to buy a matching I heart SF <laughs> shirt. That's what he, he wouldn't budge on that one. I was like, come on, it'd be so cool. So what was he wearing? What was the sweatshirt? It was like a red, and it said something about like San Francisco on it. He what? literally bought it on this, because when you go there, you board this boat, and this guy is just selling sweatshirts out of a tent, out of the back of his van. And okay. They're pretty good quality. It was like 25 bucks, but we were so cold, and we didn't realize it was going to be cold there. Interesting. Had to buy a sweatshirt. Okay. And I will verify it was cold. It was cold. Because I didn't go to Alcatraz. I went to the Golden Gate. <laughs> And it was windy, and it it was cold there. I mean, I was like bundled up, and this was yeah. What was that? It was May. It was May. Mid May. Yeah, you don't think you think oh, it's May. It'd be nice. No, no. it's cold. <laughs> Interesting. All right, so you guys met in California, but you were born and raised nowhere near San Francisco, not even the United States. Correct. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere. No, nowhere near San Francisco. I was near the United States. Right. Nowhere near San Francisco. You were on the far side, the eastern side, I guess. Is that technically the eastern side of Canada? Uh, it's it's kind of like smack dab in the middle. We're talking uh, about Ontario. 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 Uh, I, I, I would right. say it's it's like the it's like if you went to you know Nebraska. It's like it's kind of like Midwest or maybe Ohio. It's kind of Midwest. So what's the name? Of the, what's the name of the town or township or whatever you call them? Uh, Man, I'm impressed that you called call it. A t- you, I'm impressed you called it a township because uh, that's what you call them. Townships, yeah. Stephen Township is where I grew up, uh, and then, not to bore everybody, but then now it's like the municipality of South Huron is what it's called now. They've I don't know why they changed names, wow. but they changed names. But Exeter, Ontario, is kind of where I would call home. So what was so what was it like growing up? How I mean, you probably can't compare what being a child like somewhere in the southern United States or anywhere else is like because you kind of have to live that I guess but what was it like growing up in Canada well I'm a farm kid 
Okay. I, I, I grew up on a farm. So, uh, you know, one of the things about growing up on a farm is if you grow up on a farm somewhere, you know what it's like to grow up on a farm anywhere. Exactly. You know, um, mm-hmm. and so that, that doesn't change. Um, and I always say we basically had corn, beans, and cows. It's kind of what it was like growing up, you know, and it was just farm country as far as you could could see. Did you play any sports at all? Were you into hockey, or well, is that just a bad stereotype? <laughs> you know what? It is a great stereotype. It's not a bad stereotype. Yeah, if you're, if yeah, I grew up playing hockey. Uh, wasn't any good at it. So my dream of playing in the NHL, I quickly realized, was not going to happen. Um, and uh, but my parents had us in music from kind of an early age, and um, I kind of enjoy, you know, I enjoyed it, but I, I didn't just, you know, wasn't my dream to be a, a country singer. Um, and then fast forward to high school and a band of buddies just having fun. Next thing you know, we started getting booked on fairs, festivals, rodeos. You know, all in Canada. All in Canada. Okay. All, all in Canada. Yeah, and we we for about two years. I mean, it was just every weekend we were out. You know, and I think my dad would have liked me to do more farm work, but uh, but he was very supportive of that. I mean, he 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 kind of he saw before I did that music was maybe something I was going to pursue even though I didn't really know it. I think he knew it. I mean, I think him and my mom knew it. I didn't know it, you know. I was about 16 years old before it really kind of became like, oh, yeah, I, I like this. I think I could do it. So in Canada, is country music, at least growing up, is it as prominent as it is, like, you know, where I grew up in West Tennessee? I mean, are people like big Merle Haggard, George Jones fans, or is it not of that way? Because the only Canadian singer that I grew up knowing was Canadian was Gordon Lightfoot. And that's not that's Shania not, Twain. Yeah, see, but I didn't know that. I got older and then realized that people like Terry Clark and Shania Twain. Oh, I didn't Twain. know Terry Clark was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Canadian. Wow, yeah. we should have some Canadian it's trivia. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, was that was it that way or? Yeah. So uh, Canada, you know, has its whole own music. It's got its own music scene, uh, and country music is very popular in Canada, um, and it's 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 very popular in Canada, and so it's not unlike here. I mean. Um, uh, Fiddle music is really popular in Canada. Uh, it just is a lot of there's a lot of great fiddle players up there, and so I grew up kind of being exposed to like great fiddle music and not really in any kind of association with country music. But it was a lot of like on the east coast of Canada, just these amazing fiddle players. But it was a lot of that you know jigs and reels and that kind of stuff that wasn't necessarily in country music in Canadian country music, but. Uh, there's you mentioned Gordon Lightfoot. I got to meet Gordon Lightfoot when I was what? Uh, yeah, I don't know who that is. Oh my! Jenna, <laughs> you don't know? Oh, you do too. You've you know. never heard of the the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? No, I've never heard the wreck of the Edmund <laughs> you, Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh my god! Classic. It's funny that you mentioned that song because in Canada that song was you know I mean it was popular. Uh, you know, and then I moved here and it was maybe not as popular here, but what I found the song, the Gordon Lightfoot song that was popular in the United States was, uh, Sundown. Sundown is a big one too. That was a real, and, yeah. and start it, singing it. Sundown, you better take Yes. Yeah, that thing. And you might be familiar with Daryl Dodd. Yes, yeah. I am familiar Wait, with Daryl Dodd. No, 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 <laughs> no Daryl's not Canadian, at least not oh that I know God. of. As far as I know, he's a Texan, as far as I know. Uh, but Daryl had a great version of Sundown. And so when I moved here, what was funny is people would be like, man, you know the song Sundown? I'm like, that's a great Gordon Lightfoot song. They're like, what are you talking about? That's a, that's a Daryl Dodd song. I'm like, really? I'm like, well, you know, it, actually. I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think Daryl Dodd, yeah. I think it was. 
was Daryl Dodd, who did a, a great version of That's How I Got to Memphis. Oh, I love his version of that. Oh, my gosh. It's so gorgeous. Yep. And there's like this B3 organ part in it. And away we go. I know Jenna's like rolling Nerd. her eyes right now. That's <laughs> just so beautifully placed. Like if you're a keyboard player, you're just like, man, I want to know who played that because it's just so it's so good. But yeah, Daryl Dodd. Yeah. Not not Canadian. Sorry. Oh God, I, I mean, I don't know Daryl personally, so I can't say he's not, but I'm, I'm pretty confident to say he's not Canadian. I think he's a Texan. Pretty sure. He's a Texan. We're going to get a fact, fact check. Let's see. Daryl Dodd's hometown appears to be Dallas, Texas. <laughs> oh, man. When I saw the look on your face, and I thought you were going to say, like, United Kingdom or something. <laughs> <laughs> You had this confused look on your face. Like, like oh gosh. <laughs> he doesn't sound he doesn't sound British. He's from the Czech Republic. <laughs> what? So you grew up in Canada. Yes. Got into country music. What did you listen to growing up? So I, I you know, I was a child of the nineties. So yeah. uh it was, you know, it was Garth Brooks, it was Alan Jackson, George Strait, uh, you know, all the all the all the iconic nineties mm-hmm. guys and, 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 and girls too, you know. I mean I love Trisha Yearwood, you know. Uh I mean it just that's what I grew up with. And then what I found was that when I really started getting into music, like seriously, really diving into it, and you'd hear, you know, Mark Chestnut talk about Waylon or, or Merle or, you know. and mm-hmm. you, you, So the guys that I was, that I loved was talking about their heroes, and I was, just started kind of digging, going, okay, well, you know, I don't really, you know, because growing up in the 90s, that wasn't being played on country radio. Right. You know? Uh, but every Saturday morning from eight to eight to noon, there was the the oldies show on BX ninety three, which was the local country station, and they would play. And I never used to listen to it. You know, it was like, oh, that's you know, doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. And then once I started hearing that my the people I looked up to were interested in that stuff, I thought, okay, well, I'll start listening. That's when I started getting exposed to Merle Haggard, George Jones, uh, Waylon Conway, uh, Gene Watson, all those guys. And next thing you know, I started going, man, I, I, I love this stuff, you know. Uh, and so that's how I just, that's really how I kind of discovered those guys was, you know, through those guys in the 90s, you know. So do you have one person in particular who stands out among the rest of like this, if I had to pick one, do you have one that you can nail down and be like, this is my all-time favorite or all-time hero? You know, that's always tough because, I mean, I mean, there's so many greats, you know. I just, but I... If I have to nail it, I was a Randy Travis nut. Mm. I, I, I mean, my band in high school, we could have been like a Randy Travis tribute band. I mean, you couldn't stump us on a We All of us loved Randy Travis. And then if I'm being honest, you know, the song that really hooked me as far as wanting to actually play country music and really made me listen differently was the fiddle intro on Amarillo by Morning. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what's really funny about that. So people go, oh, that's, you know, George Strait, so that's not that old. Well... First of all, that song came out before I was born. Secondly, that was that was being played not on like through the week. Amarillo by morning at that point was an was on the oldies show, uh-huh. right? And so I just happened to remember just Saturday morning I heard that fiddle intro, and I didn't I'd never heard the song before. I'm like, what's that? That's the first time I remember hearing a song and going, whoa, what is that? Yeah, yeah, you know. And then of course, so that's really probably what really hooked me. 
but then you know, I mean, you know, I'm a big Merle Haggard fan. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> like right. most like most old school country guy, <laughs> traditional country guys. You know, we're definitely going to test that Randy Travis trivia. We are. <laughs> Whenever we come back, you're listening to Should Have Been a Cowgirl on Rural Radio Channel 147, exclusively on Sirius XM. All right, so you're in Canada playing music, and you just decide to come to Nashville? Uh, yeah, sure. We'll go. No. <laughs> it, it wasn't quite that simple. It was just one day he threw his hockey stick down and, and said, said, you know what, dang, I'm going to Nashville. Yeah, career change, right? <laughs> Let me yeah. get a guitar. I'm coming to Nashville. Yeah, no. Um, uh, so my band in high school, uh, we, uh, we did a battle of the bands competition, and we won. Wow. And so uh, one of the judges um, kind of pulled me aside afterwards, and he just said, hey, you know, man, is this what you want to do? And I was 16. And at the time, I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. You know, because I had never seriously considered it. Uh, you know, growing up in the middle of nowhere, you, it's not that you wouldn't want to do it, but how do you do it? Mm -hmm. You know. And so um, anyway – Long story short, he just said, well, if this is something you're interested in doing, he's like, you know, I'm not a, he, he was like a rock guy and he was from the West Coast. Like he done very well for himself uh, out there. Uh, but he goes, man, he goes, I know some guys in Nashville if you want me to make some, some calls. And so, of course, I said, yeah, that'd be great. And next thing you know, in, I don't know, a few months time, we had come to Nashville and, and met some people that, that he had kind of connected us with. And it was just like, okay, I think this is what I want to do, you know. And uh, and that's what I did. I grad finished high school. Uh, was scared to death when I told my parents that I didn't think I was going to go to college. Uh, I didn't think that was going to be the, the path forward because I thought, oh, they're not going to like that. And this goes back to what I was saying. I think they knew before I knew. Yeah. And they were so supportive. They just said, we kind of knew this was coming, you know, go do it. And then Dad said, don't half – it you know if you're gonna do it go do it you know don't don't go it's not gonna be a big party go do it you know put in the work and uh so to have that kind of support uh, i'm very grateful for that yeah so you move here and do you know anyone are you just writing songs are you playing was, on broadway i wasn't even eight i was a month short of being 18 years old when i moved here oh my gosh and People go. A lot of times, people go. weren't you? Well, weren't you scared? Are you kidding me? I was, <laughs> You're so excited. I, I was so excited, and I was too. It was a blessing because I didn't know I was supposed to be scared. Yeah, that was the greatest blessing I had when I moved here. I didn't know that you weren't just supposed to like go up to people and start talking to people. <laughs> you know, like no, I no, I, I didn't know that. I I was just like, well, this is what I want to do, so I got to talk to this person and. You know, you'd track down a phone number or whatever, call them up, and then they'd just be like, okay, yeah, can you come in next Tuesday to come see us? So you come to Nashville, and you're really into the Texas scene, though. So how did you kind of find your way to Texas? I, you know, when I moved to Nashville, I was doing the Nashville thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, yeah, I want to write songs. I want to, you know, go after the major label deal, all that stuff. And, you know, we, we, we got kicked around pretty good. I had a lot of great experiences and then we had, you know, a deal that fell apart and, and all that. The stuff that, just just the music business, just mm -hmm. the stuff that happens. And my oldest brother lived in Texas for a long time. Uh, he lived outside of Austin. Uh, he was quite a bit older than me. So we used to go visit him when I'd be 11, 12 years old. We'd go down, you know, once a year to go see him. And um, and what's funny is because he, he's really, this is backing up, but he kind of really got me into country. 
when he went to college, Garth Brooks was just Garth Brooks. I mean, yeah, you know, what a global, cool time. <laughs> yeah. So he's the one that when he'd come home, you know, we'd hear country music on radio at home, but then he'd come home for the summer and every station was on the country station. And uh, when he moved to Texas, he started listening mm-hmm. to Texas country. And so you'd go visit him. And then instead of him wanting to listen to, you know, I don't know, whatever the mainstream station was, he'd have it on the Texas country station out of Austin. And, of course, they were playing, you know, Daryl Dodd. Yeah, that's where I kind of first got exposed to Daryl Dodd. And, and, and so, and all those Texas guys. I know. feel like Texas attracts Canadians. Can I tell you something really funny like with, Tex- <laughs> with Texas? You know, and, and I kind of knew this going in, but not to the extent because – I thought that the, one of the biggest hurdles was going to be, okay, you're Canadian. You're, mm-hmm. you're from Canada. You know, even, I, I do have my U.S. citizenship. I've, I've got dual citizenship. But, you know, I thought that was going to be the red flag. The funny thing is, is like, it's kind of like if you're, do the, if you're in Nashville, is more of a red flag. Than if you're coming from Canada. Than if you're coming from Canada. <laughs> and and, and, and I, I think it's, it, I think it's, I remember when I first started listening to Texas Country. And I remember at that time, it, if you weren't from there. Oh, yeah. If you weren't from Texas, maybe Oklahoma, Western Louisiana, you know, you, you, you were you were fine. But if you weren't from there, I mean, there was just not a chance nope. that they would that they would play you. And then I don't know when it kind of began to change, but by the time I was getting into the Texas country scene, they had started to open their arms a little more to to people that weren't just from Texas. And I think it became more about the music as opposed to the and as long as you weren't like a gimmick. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like you grew up on a farm. You yeah. live that life. As long as you're not like going down there and putting on a cowboy hat and being like, Yeehaw, let's well, go. And and there and there was, I mean, I remember the first single, there was there was some pushback because I wasn't from there. And I think there was a concern that oh, he's just trying to jump in on what's happening. And then what happened is now with all the singles we've, you know, over every single, it's like the now we have a great relationship with radio. Yeah. You know, I think because they've seen, okay, he's not he wasn't just trying to jump in on something it's it's like no he's he means you're listening to should have been a cowgirl with jenna heideman on rural radio channel 147 on sirius xm all right we're going right into some country music trivia okay so here's the game zach you're playing freeman you guys are against each other cool i got 10 randy travis songs I'm going to read you the lyrics, and the first person to shout out the correct title will get the point. Correct title? Okay. The correct title. Oh, man. So I'm going to slowly read the lyrics, and you are going to yell out the title. First person to five wins. All right, first song. Well, I lost my heart on the day we met. If I didn't have you. One zero, Zach. Man, that was fast. On one hand, I can't On the other hand. hand. Two to zero. Zach, what? Uh, I th- I'm not gonna. You know what? Because I'm a good <laughs> sport. You the tape. <laughs> that was a tie. That was a photo finish. It was a, it, it was a photo finish. All right. Okay. All right. You, you just got to discard that one. one. It's still zero. one. That one is discarded. Last night I dug your picture. Digging, up, Digging bones. up bones. I think Freeman finished first. <sighs> this is like <laughs> I've never played someone that we've been on top of each <laughs> other <one>. like this. <laughs> a farmer and a teacher. Oh, three oh, wooden crosses. crosses. Daggum, he got it. Two to one. Bonus point. Who wrote it? Kim Williams and Doug Johnson. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> Give him another point. So, no. Okay, so 3-0? Three, 3-1? Zero? Three, one? Three, one? <laughs> that was impressive off the top of the head. All right. It is three to one. All right. 
Well, I've heard those cities singing. Deeper than the holler. My goodness. I Four to one. I can't, even, I can't even get off the ground here. and I know all of these. Let's see if you guys can get this one off of the first line. Operator. 1982. It's one of my most Was viewed. that a tie? No, he got it. That was one of my that most. That is five to one. Yeah. That's my most viewed still guitar video. It's got over is a it mil- really? It's got over a million views. Yeah. I've seen that video. I love this. <laughs> Every guest that comes in puts it together okay. at some point. And they're like, "Wait, I've seen you." He, okay, I've it, seen your it just dawned on me because I'm not. When we met earlier, I was like, "Man, I, I know I've met this guy somewhere." But you know, you just it all it's all clear now. It's all on the TikTok. All right, I got okay. smoked. Today. You did get smoked. Your, your Randy smoked. Travis <laughs> trivia I'm, I'm, knowledge is still up that there. Is, so yeah, that is impressive. I give you that. You no. can still probably be a tribute band. Oh, man, I was oh, man. Love Randy Travis. Has he ever been to one of your shows? You know, you see him bopping around town and in Texas so, all the time. I'm so envious. I've got I've got a couple really cool Randy Travis stories. Yeah. Not from him coming to a show, but I got to go to a, a buddy of mine that played for him. You know, when they'd be close by, I got uh, I got to take my dad for his birthday one year. They were close to my mom and dad, so we went and went and saw the show. But and Randy, Randy, the two times that I got to speak with Randy, was the kindest, classiest. Look, no secret. You meet some people in the music world that aren't. And, yeah. And he was he was everything you know. He was everything you wanted him. Yeah. They usually say don't meet your heroes, but yeah. Yeah. He he could not have been nicer. So I never wanted to meet Jenna. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Now and so did you did you meet Randy Travis? I assume was this pre-stroke or uh, yes yeah okay. so uh, yeah thankfully uh, you know we'd gone to some shows and and. Um, I, I, I don't want to ramble on too much about it, but uh, like I said, uh, the guy that, that played bass for him uh, played bass with me for a while. And so uh, I'd called Bill up and, you know, they were close by. And so we got to meet Randy uh, actually at the Country Music Hall of Fame one time. He wasn't performing. He went and did like an interview, uh, which was which was really cool because I was nerding out, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was I was just happy to be there. And we got to meet him afterwards, and uh, I had the Storms of Life album on vinyl that I took to get him to sign it, you know. Mm. And so anyway, what was cool was standing there. He, of course, he's signing, and there's you know there's tons of people in line to see him. And so I'm just making small talk because I didn't really know what else to say to him other than, hey, I'm a big fan. You know, you're one of the reasons I got into country music, all that. And I said, and by the way, I'm fr- I'm friends with Bill Cook, and shout out to Bill Cook. And and he goes. Well, how do you know Bill? And so his handler or whatever, they were trying to move people through the line, you know. And I I didn't mean to take up a bunch of time. And I said, I know you got other people. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, hold on. He goes, no, no, no. And he just, he was happy to have a conversation. And I felt bad because I felt like these people behind me were like, who's this guy taking all this time? But Randy was just like, no, I'll be here. I'm going to be here to sign stuff for him. They'll They'll be here, you know. And for about five minutes, we just kind of had this conversation. <laughs> like I said, I felt bad because I was holding people up, but he couldn't have been. He was as gracious and kind as as you could you could hope for. Do you have any encounters with Randy Travis, Jenna? I saw him at the Red Door one time, and I took a picture with him. That's really cool. Was, <laughs> at the Red Door, was he with his wife? Yes. At that point, yeah. yeah. His wife's a sweetheart too, Mary. She is. She's awesome. I have the only real picture that I think I've ever gotten with Randy was side stage at the Opry but the only reason I got it is because so if you see Randy now you will always see him with Mary Travis's Mm -hmm. wife I mean Mm -hmm. she's always there helping him and and things like that well 
you know, in a previous life, right after I got out of college, I took a part-time job working at Buckle at the Green Hills what? Mall. What? You were selling jeans at the Buckle? For like a month. For like one month, and then I, I went to work at the Opry, and that was ancient history. But anyway, I hated Buckle because when people would come into the store, if you don't know this, they work on commission. Yes, obviously. And, and it is awful because I couldn't sell ice water in hell if I had to. <laughs> oh, I, my god! I suck at selling things. And so every time a customer comes in the store, like, you're basically supposed to throw Attack yourself them. at them. Like, hey, would you like to buy a $700 pair of jeans today? And so Mary comes into the store. And I know who she is, but she's not dressed how she normally would dress. Like, if she was out in public, she was, like, almost in, like, workout attire. And so we got to talking, and she was buying some stuff. And we got to talking about uh, she was from Texas, or she lived in Texas. And I was, you know, I got the country music conversation going back and forth. And I was like, you know, hey, what, what kind of country music do you like the best? Or who's your favorite? She's like, well, I'd have to say my favorite's probably my husband. And I was like, oh, well, who's your husband? She goes, oh, his name's Randy Travis. Like, she said it so <laughs> like modestly. That. And I was mortified. And, and we had never you know, exchanged our names at all. And in the in that moment, I said, Miss Mary, I am so sorry that I did not recognize you. Um, but yeah, so we, we met then. She's like, yeah, I hate that I couldn't bring him out today. But fast forward a year later, she was side stage at the Opry when I was working there. And I went up to her and I said, I bet you're not going to remember me. She's like, try me. I said, I sold you some jeans at the Buckle in Green Hill. She said, yes. And I was going to introduce you to Randy that day, but he wasn't there. So oh would you gosh. like to meet him now? Mm. So yeah, super cool. And again, and I at that moment, like, what do you say? Like, you're one of the, the same thing. Probably everybody says you're one of the biggest reasons that I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you so much for what you've given to country music, and just you know, get my picture. Thank you so much, and you know, get out of the way, kind of a thing. So especially because working at the Opry, we were really not supposed to be intermingling with people as much but i'm like i'm gonna meet randy travis (laughs) y'all can fire me or not when we come back zach you gonna play some songs sure doesn't have to be a randy travis song okay (laughs) it can be an original but (laughs) but oh my gosh i bet he could probably play every single one that there is all right we'll be right back on should have been a cowgirl rural radio channel 147 exclusively on sirius xm back should have been a cowgirl we got zach ready with his guitar what are you gonna play for us well i thought i thought i would do something kind of new for you oh yeah okay? it's it's not available anywhere uh we haven't even recorded this thing um we've done it a few times live with the band uh it gets good response and i figured since uh should have been a cowgirl this feels like i should do a cowgirl song oh yeah is that cool i That's mean cool. I, I figured this would be a good place to maybe you know try it out maybe uh on you and uh, we got to get the guitar. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so for those people that are listening, if you like this song, you, you can't get it anyway. <laughs> you just have to listen to the podcast over and over oh, yeah, again. Yeah, we'll just to, to, put to, it to on hear, repeat right here. To hear it, yeah. But um, this was something we wrote, or I say we wrote, I wrote during COVID. And uh, it's called What Cowgirls Do. We'll see if you like it.
heart Out there on a sleep Little head strong Deep down underneath If she lets you love her She'll love you like you've never seen She'll run hard Right up against the wind When she falls She'll get back up And then dust off her stubborn pride Saddle up and ride again She'll head for that horizon light Sunset silhouette saying goodbye But there you are smiling As your heart's breaking into Just watching her do What cowgirls do From the first night that you hold her close till the day comes You gotta let her go Cause you know there's no way to tame The kind of restless in her soul She'll head for that horizon light Sunset silhouette saying goodbye But there you are smiling As your heart's breaking too Just watching her do what cowgirls do She'll head for that horizon line Sunset silhouettes saying goodbye Oh, but there you are smiling as your heart's breaking too Watching her do what cowgirls do Oh, what cowgirls do Yeah, that's what cowgirls do That's what cowgirls do We love yeah. a cowgirl song. Man, and I mean this in the most complimentary way that I can. That song sounds like Dean Dillon wrote it for George Strait. Oh, well, my gosh. Well, what a compliment. I, that is a huge compliment, <laughs> and I will be honest, I never, when I wrote the song, it really wasn't for me. You know what I mean? It was, I just, I had the idea, and, I, and it just kind of fell out really quick. But it was like, man, this is like a this is a George song, you know. And so, if you're thinking I haven't tried to get it there, did you try to pitch it? <laughs> it's it's it has been tried and tried, which is one of the reasons I really haven't like recorded it, you know. Because, I mean, is I'll, George still putting out new music? Uh, uh, yes, he is. He's still putting new stuff out, and so, you know, yeah, we've been trying to get that to him. So. I mean, that that has George Strait vibes it, all over it. it, it it's totally a, uh, it, it. We've got a de- I've got a demo of it, and uh, it's. You think it sounds like George there? Wait to hear the demo. I mean, I really was like, this is what we got to do with this demo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I really wasn't doing it for me. It was kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe, you know. And, and if he doesn't do it, then we've, we've done it at the shows a couple times. People love it. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a great it's a song. Great People song. seem to really like it. So it's like, well, if he doesn't, if, if he passes on it, then then I guess then I guess out. I just need to go ahead and get in there and, and do it because uh, it's, it's, it's just a good country song. Well, I think. So- songs are just so funny. Like, I love listening to stories of you know massive hit songs that everybody knows and how many people either passed on them or you know didn't give them a chance to listen to and the one that i always remember brad paisley 
one of his first big hits that he had in his book he wrote and i think i've got this right it's been a while since i've read the book but his song i'm gonna miss her at one point was on hold by alan jackson george Strait, and garth brooks oh my god and all three of them never cut it <laughs> and then he eventually did and we all know what happened with you know him i'm gonna miss her that was yeah. a massive it was hit massive yeah for him so it's just funny you know how song, that happens sometimes you always hear songs have a way of ending up where they're supposed to they find the right home yeah they, yeah and i i don't i don't think anybody really understands how it happens but it seems like it happens most most of the time yeah i even mark wills who's going to be on the show at some point allegedly in the future, allegedly, allegedly. He, <laughs> he, he, he will he will be here at some point i'm pretty sure uh he passed on just to see you smile oh my gosh they pitched that to him and he was like well if you go back in that time frame though and you really look at people's album times Mm-hmm. That just didn't get the attention from one artist, and then it was number one for the next one right. two years later. They definitely did that in the '60s. Like I want to go. I mean, and Spotify wasn't a thing, or like the streaming platform, so it wasn't as easy to search a song and find that four people did it. If you were a George Strait fan, you'd listen to George's. If you were an Alan Jackson fan, you, you listened to Alan's. Yeah, like you only had the one CD. Yeah, there was a there was a story with I think it was Harper Valley PTA, and of course Jeannie C. Riley's version of that song was the one that came out and written by Tom T. Hall. But several people had recorded it, but it was kind of like when Tom T. Hall had written that song, everybody knew well this one's going to be a hit. So it was like a race to see who <laughs> who can record it first and oh put my it gosh. out. And like, as I think Billy Joe Spears even did a version of that song, and it was it was a good version. But everybody knows Jeannie C. Riley's because that was the. That was the one. Like, you know, we talked about, I think, when Chansey was here. Yeah. That, you know, everybody knows Garth Brooks for Friends in Low Places. Mark Chestnut, Chestnut cut hit. it first. Yeah. That's wild. You know. Wild. You got anything else for us? Uh, I got tons of stuff, but, I, <laughs> but, I, but we ain't got that much time, right? Give so. us one more. No, no, okay. bring it on. I guess I'll do, I'll do the, uh, the last single we had out, I guess. Uh, uh, it's probably one of my favorite things I've written. Um, true story. Because this is a podcast, I think hopefully listeners will find this interesting. The guy I wrote this with is a guy named Wyatt Earp. It's his real name. Mm-hmm. Do you know Wyatt? I've heard of him. Okay, great songwriter. He's from Stillwater, Oklahoma, and he's actually like related to the Wyatt Earp. He's got some of the coolest stories. I don't want to bore you with now, but like he on the movie Tombstone. Yeah. He was there for the whole thing because he was like the the fa- he was like the family. Like, you know how movies want to have, like, a family member to, I guess, authenticate or whatever, something? Yeah. So he's like, I was, like, off camera, and every now and then, Kurt Russell would just come over and be like, hey, does this sound right? Oh, my god! <laughs> and, of course, he was wow. like, he's like, I wasn't alive. I don't know. <laughs> but but you know how movies – anyway, but it's really cool because he's got all these really – that's one of my favorite Westerns. And so it's – I guess I get to nerd out, you know, but he's a great writer. Great writer, great guy, and um, it's called All the Pretty Horses. Pretty horses that she used to love Tore through the fences Cause they had to run It's what they're born to do They got wilder the tighter That I held the reins And there's some desires Man will never tame And to tell the truth Can't hold back spirit Restless heart out chasing what it needs. You just let them go. Cause you know they're not yours 
those anymore And they never were All the pretty horses and her Just like me, they figured she was gone for good So they chased off after her Well, wish I could Yeah, I wish I could can't hold back spirit Meant to be free Stop a restless heart Out there chasing what it needs You just let them go Cause you know they're not yours anymore And they never were All the pretty horses and her Stop a restless heart Out chasing what it needs You just let them go Cause you know they're not yours anymore And they never were All the pretty horses and her All the pretty horses Man, you write like you. I, I mean, again, I'm not from Canada, so I don't know, but it just, I mean, you, you just, you write with such like this Western spirit of what we would yes. consider it to be. I, in, in America, that's what we call it. Yes. But, Man, I, I, I tell you what, you know, I've, I've, I've always. I'm not really sure. You know how it, it's funny. Like you know, I guess if you look at who my kind of my biggest influences are, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a stretch, you know. But it's like you know, like I said, we grew up playing you know rodeos and and and, and people go rodeos in Canada, tons of them, you know. And and it's I don't know. I just have always loved that aspect of country music, mm-hmm. you know. And honestly, from a writing perspective, it's fun to write that stuff because th- there's so much imagery in all that stuff that from a writing standpoint. Is fun to write to, you know. I mean, uh, I got sad songs, I got love songs, all that stuff too, you know. I got, I, I mean, that's that's life. Where can everybody follow you? Keep up with you? Yeah, so uh, ZachNeilMusic.com, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, all that stuff. Threads X. You know what? I don't even know what that. Is. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Uh, Threads in the X. <laughs> uh, but everything is just Zach Neil Music. Uh, everything's at Zach Neil Music. So Z- how do you spell it? Z A C H. N E I L music. Zach with an H. Zach Zach. Yeah. Just, just remember Neil Zach Neil. They'll see with that. With an E I. That's on the screen. They can read. <laughs> they can read right now. Jenna, where can everybody follow you? At cowgirl.jenna. At cowgirl club podcast. <laughs> on Instagram. Oh. On Facebook. On Instagram, Facebook. MySpace. And I'm yeah, not threads. The threads. Um, I don't want anyone to you follow you on threads. You can listen to old episodes on Spotify. Should have been a cowgirl. You got anything updated added to the podcast? Not the podcast. The playlist. Your, your playlist. I mean, anything new that we need to be Nothing all aware new. of? Nothing new. Got coastal cowgirl. Okay. New cowboy country every Friday is updated, and cowboy country. 
Well, I can just say that if George Strait does not ever cut that first song and you cut it, that's going on the playlist. Yes. I don't even get to curate Jenna's playlist, but <laughs> it's going I, on there. I'm making an executive decision that that one's going on there. And of course, as always, I'm your producer, Freeman Arthur at Freeman Arthur, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, not threads, not doing threads. Sorry, Jenna. <laughs> Until next time, this should have been a cowgirl on Rule Radio Channel 147 exclusively on Sirius XM.